This is Greg. This is Isan. And this is Paul. And this is Filmatics. Welcome to our podcast, ladies and gentlemen, where we discuss the American Film Institute's top 100 movies of all time. For those of you who are just joining us for the first time, we're looking at the 2007 list for the AFI Top 100 Great American Films. So check it out if you would like. Today we are doing Platoon. Greg, would you like to kick us off here? So yeah, today we're doing Platoon. It came out in 1986. It's written and directed by the very, very famous Oliver Stone. It is based on his experience in Vietnam, which is, I think, probably the coolest part of the movie. Uh, It was nominated for eight total Academy Awards, won four of them. It won Best Picture, Best Director for Oliver Stone won Best Sound, Best Film Editing, and it was nominated but did not win for Best Supporting Actor for Willem Dafoe and Tom Berenger, and Best Original Screenplay for Oliver Stone and Best Cinematography. It was originally number 86 on the list on the, uh, or no, sorry, originally 83 on the list, on the original list in 1997. The anniversary list, which we're doing in 2007, it fell three spots to 86. And came out in 1986. I had no idea it was based on his experience in Vietnam. That makes it cooler. IMDb's description of this movie is, A young soldier in Vietnam faces a moral crisis when confronted with the horrors of war and the duality of man. Um, that's a pretty short description. I like to say Charlie Sheen's character, who is a college student, drops out of college, volunteers for the Vietnam War, shows up in Vietnam and quickly comes to the realization that everything there pretty much sucks. Um, There are two effective divisions or there there are two groups within, you know, wherever he's stationed, there's one division stationed under or under the commander control of Tom Berenger's character. And there's another under the commander control of Willem Dafoe's character. And you see, uh, their experience with war play out under these two groups. And I would say Willem Dafoe's group is more humanistic um, and less warlike. I don't really know how you would describe that. Whereas Tom Berenger's group is very much that, you know, they're, they're portrayed as just warriors, murderers, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Very black and white. Whereas Willem Dafoe's group is more gray yeah uh good good and evil i guess and so you see uh charlie sheen's character kind of go through the war and experience the war through these two effective groups under these two commanders that's that's a that's how i would describe yeah the split i would say is two two ways one you could argue is sort of portrays more uh a realistic and one is more an idealistic probably version of the war yeah or to make it even more simple one would be good in willem dafoe's side and one would be evil in tom, tom baron's side i think that's sort of the dichotomy that they're trying to show um within their sort of platoon but realistically it's throughout the movie you can see each soldier is kind of experiencing you know this this pull between what's good what's evil you know oh i'm you know do I rape these people? But at the same time, do I save these people? And it's tough. Yeah. Tough, yeah. tough movie. And one thing I, I didn't say about it is uh, it's actually part of a three part series that Oliver Stone did on um, Vietnam, three different movies. This was the first one. The second one was born on the 4th of July with Tom Cruise came out in 1989. And the third one is heaven and earth, 1993. 
I have meant to see Heaven on Earth for like years and I've never seen it. So the disclaimers, I haven't seen the third part of this. They are not related though. Like yeah, Born, on the, series Born on the Born on the 4th of July is totally different, totally different storyline, does not intersect with this at all. It's basically just three different instances of the war. Sort of Born on the 4th of July shows a lot of kind of after the war and treatment after by uh, you know injured soldiers and things like that. Okay. Sorry, sorry to derail. Isan, did you want to say something no, about no, the I dichotomy think, of good and evil? Yeah, and, I mean, I always do. But uh, Charlie Sheen, it's almost you are him. You're watching it with him. He's the main character. And Willem Dafoe is almost like the white angel on his right shoulder. And Tom Berenger is like the devil on his left shoulder. And he, his like soul is being vied for almost between these two people. Because there are instances where he kind of goes back and forth. And Definitely. he has a hard time deciding or undeciding. So it's just kind of a view of the Vietnam War by one kind of naive soldier against two different veterans and two different views of the war. <laughs> so had you seen it before, Paul? You didn't know a lot about Oliver Stone that he was in the war. So yeah. had you seen this movie before? No, uh, not the whole thing. I'd seen snippets of it here and there. I distinctly remember Willem Dafoe's death scene mm -hmm. that's probably the most famous thing yeah that's the is. poster yeah. Uh, yeah that's like okay. the thing on the outside of the movie that's usually that's a i mean that image i mean we always talk about a great movie or a movie on the fi list has to have or i usually talk about i want something like generationally great and i think i don't know maybe perhaps the most generationally recognized image of this movie is that picture and it's a very recognizable picture it's almost as recognizable as like ben-hur like slapping those like four hungarian horses around like the corner like it's a very distinct image i think a lot of people use that image for vietnam war movies in general yes. like a lot of the times people think like oh yeah that might be apocalypse now like they don't i think most people know it's platoon but it's sort of like the iconic vietnam movie image i think yes. And interestingly enough, it's probably my least favorite scene of the movie. Really? I think it's it is a little Hollywoodized. <laughs> overacting by Willem Dafoe. Hmm. Okay. And so for anyone who hasn't seen that. the scene, <laughs> for, for anyone who hasn't seen it, Willem Dafoe's character gets shot by Tom Berenger's character while he's in the jungle, which is a betrayal. And Tom Berenger tells Charlie Sheen, he's dead, let's leave. And they're on the helicopter leaving and the Viet Cong are coming after them. And as the helicopter is leaving, Charlie Sheen sees Willem Dafoe running, and he's obviously injured. He's running from the Viet Cong. He gets shot a few more times, and he very dramatically dies with his arms in the air on his knees before he falls on his yeah, face. Yeah, so that's the major plot of the movie, besides Charlie Sheen like being stuck between these two kind of tough guys, between Willem Dafoe good, Tom Berenger bad, and then Tom Berenger bad betrays good Willem Dafoe. And then that's kind of when Charlie Sheen decides what side he's on right. and like t almost tries to take the place of Willem Dafoe, I would say for the later part of the movie. Yeah. So that, that was, is, is good to watch the entire thing. What about you guys? I, I'm sure you'd seen it before. I had seen it before. So I think I went through a phase that all brooding teenagers go through, which is I'd like to see every, war movie and every boxing movie and every like, okay. And so this was, you know, I, I saw a lot of war movies at the time. There are quite a few Vietnam war movies in particular that I've seen, but I had seen platoon probably twice before this. This might've been my third time seeing it. Maybe another question too is how many other Oliver Stone movies have you seen? Mm -hmm. um, do you like Oliver Stone or not? It certainly has a very distinct style. 
I've seen Wall Street. I've seen the new Wall mm-hmm. Street. Mm-hmm. I've seen Born on the Fourth of July. I've seen Platoon. Um, I don't know. I should probably look up his filmography, but I've seen quite a few Oliver Stone yeah. movies. So how would you rank this for the other Oliver Stone movies that you have seen? Lower, I think. So I actually like Wall Street. Yeah. I, you know, studied accounting. So to me, it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And I just like financial based movies. I tend to like those. And I tend to like movies based on greed and kind of big powers, uh, you know, struggles and things like that. So, so I like Wall Street. Um, I also like Born on the Fourth of July better than Platoon. Oh, really? So for a more, you know, distinct comparison, I haven't seen, oh, I've seen JFK as well. Yeah. I like JFK better as well too, probably. I haven't seen W and I haven't seen Nixon. I haven't seen some of the other, you know, political ones. Yeah. He has a lot of politically charged movies. I think he's a very big political activist. Paul, how would you rank this compared to other Vietnam movies and then Mm. broader picture, maybe more war movies or even anti-war movies because it's kind of both in different senses yeah actually that was one of the questions i was going to ask is how many anti-war movies came before this movie but Mm -hmm. we can circle back on that in terms of war movies or vietnam war movies in general i think it's not at the top of my list i think apocalypse now is up there Mm -hmm. well above this in terms of war movies in general and it's much higher on the afi list yeah than this movie uh i (laughs) I think for me, the quintessential or the the best war movie I have seen is probably Saving Private Ryan, in my opinion. I agree. That's also on this list, and it's higher up. Yes. So I'm comparing it to that. Mm-hmm. And as a movie, it, it is it is absolutely a good movie, but I don't think it really stacks up or compares to Saving Private Ryan or Apocalypse Now. It's hard to compare sometimes. It's almost like all war movies are in one category and then Vietnam movies mm, are in are another in category. Mostly because, you know, America didn't quite win the Vietnam War. Also, it was a very unpopular war. At yep. least later, once the American populace like began to figure out like what was going on, it went through a bunch of different presidencies, like a bunch of different changes. So it's almost in a separate category, I would say. It definitely is. I mean, because when you think about it with... Uh you know, World War II movies, those are just hero movies. Like yes. we don't really ever yeah. show yeah. these people as anything but heroes. And then Vietnam, oftentimes you are showing atrocities of war. You're showing like what we're doing to really young kids or you're showing um, kids that are doing dumb things, you know, and it's like it's not treated the same way. Like, I mean, Fair. I can't I honestly can't think of a World War II movie where we're showing soldiers killing innocent people or doing dumb things. Maybe it exists. I can't think of one. And usually we put those people on a pedestal. Yes. I think the only thing I can really remember of where people doing like semi not okay things or sort of nasty things might be in Band of Brothers. They have Mm. that guy, uh, Captain Pierce, who walks by and says, I'll watch these prisoners. And then he, you don't know if he lays them out, but it's almost told to you that he just lays out the Nazis that are standing there. Right. And then walks through the hedgerow and says, we don't need to worry about it anymore. And then he walks away. Right. But it's very rare. But almost every Vietnam movie has really, really atrocious stuff happening. And a lot of it even done by Americans or South Vietnamese people as well. What other, do you guys have a favorite Vietnam War movie? Yeah. Would love this question so my hands down favorite vietnam war movie is apocalypse now i think it's It's much better it's easily the best movie i mean i put apocalypse now in my top like 10 movies ever made i think it's incredible right i had to when i watched apocalypse now 
I was watching it first time freshman in college was watching with my friend and halfway through the movie, it was genuinely messing with my head, like the colors and the music. And like, I have never experienced the movie maybe before that a little bit Requiem for a dream, I think kind of really as a younger kid, I think kind of affected me a little bit mentally, but to the point where I was like, I need a break from this movie. And we went to the dining hall and we ate and then we came back and I finished the movie. I've since watched it in its entirety, you know, many, many times, but um, it's a, uh, it's a brutal, brutal movie to watch. The acting's incredible. And this movie, I am just not connecting. Right. Mm. And so it's really hard for me to say that this is on the same level. In fact, I, I don't think this is as good a movie as uh, full metal jacket, which is a Stanley Kubrick movie. I'm not the biggest deer hunter fan. A lot of people really like the deer hunter. I like the deer hunter a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I like Christopher Walken a lot. I think he does a great, he job. does. He does a great job in that movie. I don't like Christopher Walken, but he does a great job in that movie. Um, so I would maybe put this maybe deer hunter, maybe a little bit better. I don't know about the same level, but I like born on the 4th of July better than um, deer, the deer hunter or this. So, I mean, honestly, that was one of my notes coming in here is, it's really hard for me to say that this is the 86th best movie of all time. Mm-hmm. If I'm saying it's the fifth or sixth best Vietnam war movie, if I factor in other war movies, we're looking at 10th best, 11th best, not even top 10, probably best war movies of all time. And for me. do you now it may not be one of the top 10 best war movies of all time, but do you think it's the top 10 best anti-war movie? Cause I see it much more as an anti-war movie. Roger yeah. Ebert wrote, a review for Platoon as he wrote, writes reviews for a lot of movies. And one of the main, I always read his reviews before we talk just to get like other opinions. And the best thing he said in his review is that it's extremely hard to make a war movie and have it be an anti-war movie because inherently it's awesome. Like there's crazy stuff going on. You're at the edge of life, life and death. There's tons of action going on all the time. And he said that Oliver Stone did a great job making a war movie that was still anti-war movie yeah i mean i guess that's probably true it's a good statement i the other two that i would consider to be somewhat anti-war movies that come to mind immediately are born on the fourth of july also oliver stone and Mm -hmm. the deer hunter right a Mm -hmm. lot but the reason they show these as anti-war movies is often what happens afterwards like in the deer hunter it's all of the uh you know russian roulette kind of things and the deterioration of the effect that the war had taken on him. The over real time. PTSD yeah. and people it, being horrible. I mean, even Rambo. I mean, First <laughs> Blood. I mean, I know maybe that's a little cheesy to talk about in a film now. Is Rambo podcast. is Rambo Vietnam? Vietnam. Yeah. Rambo is a Vietnam veteran. So okay. he comes back and everyone is extremely rude to him. And he said, I just I was just trying to find my friend. I was just trying to like get something to eat. And they're just like treating him like trash. And then he goes kind of crazy because he did a bunch of horrible stuff in Vietnam and he just goes kind of crazy and he makes that part of the Northwest of the United States into Vietnam. Like that's like what happens to him. Dude. I don't think I've seen first blood since I was like six oh, and my dad was maybe just like watching in the background. So I don't, I don't it, think I've ever it, actually it is an seen action it. movie, but I mean, it's got some yeah. stuff yeah. in it. Now for me, anti-war movie, that's war movie is all quiet on the Western front, which I haven't seen. Yeah. That's like super old time black and white. And that's world war one. That's like, crazy atrocious stuff happening and that's anti-war movie like hitler banned that movie <laughs> okay because it showed how bad war was so that to me is a war movie and it's like awesome but it's atrocious again I yeah would say. so i mean that's the best anti-war movie for me and that used to be on the list and then they dropped it off which i think is 
not my favorite thing they did. So I guess what is the biggest difference? I mean, so let's just start like comparing because it's very easy for acting because one, they both have Sheen movies. Apocalypse Now has Martin Sheen and then... (laughs) <laughs> this yeah. one has Charlie one, one Sheen. One of the Sheens does much better, different, in my opinion. So different say, caliber. So you would say, so you think Apocalypse Now is a better Vietnam War movie, and it also has, I, I just think, think it's for, a better movie, for, right? For main acting, do you think Martin Sheen's doing a better job? So you want to talk much about Charlie be- Sheen a little bit? Much better. So I think if we look at the full cast in Apocalypse Now, there's two people that stand out. There's a lot of people that are great. Mm. There's two people in that movie that really stand out to me. Martin Sheen is incredible mm-hmm. and Marlon Brando is like all time incredible. Like yes. Marlon Brando in his role is fantastic. I struggle in this movie platoon. to point to two platoon, correct? Yeah. To point to two good actors. Oh, so Willem yeah. Dafoe does great. Does a great job. Very believable. He looks like he'd be in war. He's very like gaunt. Yep. He, he looks wonderful. And, but mm. Tom Berenger, I mean, I think I took a note that at some point we're looking at the dude, the dude from Scrubs, the guy from Two and a Half Men, and the guy from Major League, and they're all sitting here, and I'm going, God, you're all terrible actors. Like, I, it just that the the doctor from Scrubs, I don't even know what his name, but he McGinley. plays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that guy, he's nothing. He delivers is believable to me. Hmm. Charlie Sheen, I think, is a young actor that's pretty inexperienced. He gets maybe a little bit better in his life, but in general, I just don't think Charlie Sheen's a very good actor. And then Tom Berenger, I love the character, mm-hmm. but I would have cast almost anybody else for that role. Yeah, so I like the supporting cast in Platoon a lot. Like I think Tom Berenger does a good job. I I mean I'm very partial to Tom you, Berenger. You are? Yeah. Well, why? Uh, because you... of the sniper movies. Oh, so, okay. I mean, those are cheesy as well. I mean, maybe I should just do a podcast about Rambo and uh, sniper <laughs> cheesy action cheesy movies. movies. But I think the supporting cast in Platoon is really good. Force Whitaker's in it. Force Johnny, Whitaker's Johnny great. Depp's in it. Johnny Depp does a very good job. Force Whitaker doesn't stand out to me. I love Force yeah. Whitaker, but Their he just doesn't are have that so much. Small. Yeah, like, Johnny you... Depp is decent though. He's got in that scene yeah. where he's translating. Yeah. It's a really good scene. Yeah. Like he's great yeah. in that. And mm-hmm. then I. I don't mind McGinley. I think that's just like how he's supposed to be. You don't mind him? No, he I don't mind him at all. Killing me. No, I I think that that in certain situations people become submissive and they do this like abhorrent submissive stuff to like just stay under the protection of someone who's tyrannical, but they think will get them through it. And then there's also the guy that plays Raw, the guy that is looking out for Charlie Sheen and like bangs his chest when he flies away. And then also, I thought Kevin Dillon was very believable to me. What? When he was just saying, let's just do them all. I was like, oh, that, that guy. He cool. does seem a little bit more like a young kid, right? And he, he's cast fairly well for that. But maybe that's that's what this movie is fighting, is that all of these people have played other pretty iconic, not Much iconic, later. but yes, very defining roles. By, it makes it really tainted, hard. Yeah, it so. makes it hard. Yeah. That was my problem with Charlie Sheen this entire movie. Oh, yeah. All I that. could think of him was obviously, you know, as we know him now as a crazy individual, but also the kid on the bench in um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, see, oh, yeah. I just didn't even notice. That would have been a pretty good war guy, though. Yeah. That's pretty, I just <laughs> that forgot. Seems like pretty good trans- transition. <laughs> but they all are supposed to be very young. Like, yeah. that's a very common that's, thing. Like, when Vietnam War point. happened, like, they drafted a million 18-year-olds. Yeah. Like, huge amounts, like 500,000. Like, it, it's a crazy thing. I wanted to, so I was not a big fan of Charlie Sheen. I think he's like the weakest 
part of the movie of like the main like three or four actors. Now, here's a little trivia for you, Greg. Did you know they tried to get uh, Johnny Depp wanted to be Charlie Sheen's character? Oh, that would have been great. And then Oliver Stone said, no, you're too young. But Charlie Sheen is two years uh, younger than Johnny Depp in this movie. But just looked like. Yeah, I guess he looked young. They also tried to get Keanu Reeves. Oh, that would have been. They also wanted to get Emilio Estevez. So Sheen's brother. And then they also. Gordon Bombay. Maybe better. Oliver Stone. No, he wouldn't have been better. Emilio Estevez. In a war movie? I don't know. Maybe. And then the biggest yeah. one. Both, they both suck. Oliver Stone tried really hard. He sent his script to Jim Morrison. And when Jim Morrison was. Jim Morrison of the Doors? Yeah. And when he was dead in oh. Paris, they found his script with him at that oh, time. Oh, like he was reading it in. Perhaps. They don't know. But later, Oliver Stone did the movie The Doors. I do know that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I don't know. That would have been really cool. So let's talk about who's your favorite person in the movie? Who does the best acting job? You think Willem Dafoe? Willem Willem Dafoe. 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 Now, are you a big Willem Dafoe fan, Paul? I know you have some modern movies. Tell me some about Willem Dafoe (laughs) and your love for Willem Dafoe. (laughs) I I think he... Okay, I was thinking about this. He, in my opinion, does a little bit of overacting in all of the movies I've seen him in. Mm -hmm. So there's Platoon with his death. There's the Boondock Saints where his character is absolutely ludicrous. Right? But that's how it's supposed to be, I think. I and that may be possible. And then the only other movie I've got with Willem Dafoe would be Spider-Man. What about John Wick or The English Patient or even The Grand Budapest Hotel? He's in The Grand Budapest Hotel? Yeah. I don't remember him. He's the crazy that. guy that rides a motorcycle with the crazy skull rings. Oh my goodness. I totally spaced yeah. that. So I'm a huge Willem Dafoe fan. I He's like one of my top like 10 favorite actors. I know Greg thinks that's probably ridiculous, but I love no, him. I don't, I don't think it's He's ridiculous. also in this very unknown movie that I watch on Netflix just randomly called The Hunter. Mm-hmm. It's really good. That's not a recommendation if you like Platoon or anything, but if you love Willem Dafoe and you haven't seen that movie, I recommend watching The Hunter because his face always looks awesome and he's got the crazy Made smile for TV movie or a no no motion it, picture yeah it's a motion picture huh. yeah and that's a great movie for me and the I, hunter i just love his willem dafoe's face his eyes his reactions his he's look re- dude when as a person and then how he changes mm-hmm. and things he says in the movie he's the most up and down character uh i just i love willem dafoe i think he does a great job i think that platoon for me could be an all-time great movie. Because, yes, I agree. Potential. But it's just not there. And I think the biggest problem is the casting. I think if... if And it may be that this was an earlier movie for Oliver Stone. Mm-hmm. But then I look at some of the other movies. Like Any Given Sunday. And I question casting. So maybe he never fixed that. But like, if you put the right people. Which I feel like Apocalypse Now does. Yes. If you put the right people in the right roles. The... The plot of the movie is really, really cool. And the fact that it really mirrors actual events and his experience is really, really cool. This has everything. It just doesn't deliver on acting. And as we've talked in previous podcasts, acting is incredibly important for for me. Yeah. So you would, if you, so would you keep everyone except for Charlie Sheen? Would that fix it for you? If they put someone. No, no, because I think that. So you trash. I think think Tom Berenger needs to be replaced. So you trash everyone except Willem Dafoe. Why? Basically. And Johnny Depp and the, the lesser characters are fine. Right. But like, but the ones that, that need to be swapped out, Charlie Sheen has to be swapped out. Mm. Tom Berenger has to be swapped out. And the dude from Scrubs has to be swapped out. Is there anything in particular that you didn't like about Tom Berenger's acting? I just don't think he's that believable. Oh. I, I I just think he's like, I, I wish I had a little bit more evil 
from oh, that character. CK. He's like a nice guy in Major League, and he's like maybe in Sniper, so, but like he doesn't convey like in Apocalypse Now. Marlon Brando conveys a crazy motherfucker. Almost as if he has a heart of darkness. <laughs> dare, dare I say? Yeah. <laughs> so he yeah. is like freaking crazy, right? Yes. And like truly looks evil. Yeah. And and Tom Berenger doesn't have that to me. So to me, so I heard this, uh, Oliver Stone actually cast Willem Dafoe to be the good guy and he cast Tom Berenger to be the bad guy, sort of in quotes, very high air quotes, because they had only played the opposite characters so he type opposite typecast them so that there would be more grayness to it. I think mm. I love Tom Berenger's it's a like, good idea. Yeah, I love Tom Berenger's hard stares. Like when the lieutenant's like, remember you take orders for me. And Tom Berenger just stares at him. And I'm like, he's cold, dude. I, I don't know. I, I like it myself. I do like or that, when he comes, that comment. Yeah, yeah. And then he comes in being real assy. And he goes, I know some of you want to kick ass. Like after he they like pretty much know that he murdered Willem Dafoe's character and they don't do anything because they're like so scared of him and his like kind of nasty talk. I, I like Tom Berenger. I'm I'm feeling him pretty good. For me, replace Charlie Sheen. And one other thing for me would have really moved it up, but it doesn't have to do with acting. Um for me, I guess we can switch to it a little bit. I thought we could talk a little bit almost about the plot of the movie. The plot of the movie is really good. Very good. But uh, Willem Dafoe gets killed like a hour and 17 minutes in movie doesn't end till an hour 59 minutes mm. and I think they could have cleaned up the plot a little bit like built up more tension between uh, Willem Dafoe and Tom Berenger and have the climax happen much later it's almost like Ben-Hur syndrome where the chariot race happens like 40 minutes before the end I would have liked the plot to be a little more concise but I know Oliver Stone is trying really hard to do this crazy amount of confusion and like i don't know what's going on and loss and disenchantment which is such a mirror of the vietnam war and all the combat scenes and even the plot is like misguided and i just confusion i wrote confusion like so many times on my notes while i'm watching the movie and it angered me i said why am i so confused like this isn't like war movies we're not in a line we're not charging world war one we're not like going up the beach in world war ii we're not trying to take bastone like world war ii we're not trying to take that hill korean war and that's just kind of how that war was i've been listening to like a 30-hour audio book like a ken burns documentary that they just released on pbs and the more and more i read this and the more and more i learned that oliver stone was there I'm just like, this is so real. This is like the realest Vietnam. It's so, so real. And I just have a huge and more appreciation for it all the time. Yeah. Well, I, th I, I noticed some other things that I made me, now that I know that Oliver Stone was yeah, at, let's in talk Vietnam, about Oliver Stone. Let's I was do like, it. oh, well, yeah. you did a really good job on that from everything I've read and heard about the Vietnam War. It was all the bugs, the leeches, the death, the, the snakes, the, great sweat, job, the great rain. Great job with the bugs. They yeah. show just, it great. That everything about the jungle just made it seem so well, awful. He was there. He was there. And then the, the like captain that calls in the airstrike on top of their head, mm. that's a uh, Dale Dye. He was actually in the Marine Corps as a, like a correspondent and like fighting correspondent with the Marines who were in like the nastiest part of it. They were right against the border uh, in Vietnam. So he's seen like he during the, even the Tet Offensive, which is kind of what's supposed to be happening in this movie. Like when everything just kind of goes crazy, that's like the Tet Offensive, like a big offensive the North Vietnamese did. And Dale Dye was there. So he was like their military advisor to like what's going on. And a lot of things that happened in the movie, like happened to Oliver Stone or happened to people he knew. And he had written this script like right after the Vietnam War ended and had saved it and tried to get it publicized for a long time. Mm -hmm. So 
So, I mean, how do you think about Oliver Stone's directing writing? Because he does both. Usually we like visionary things. Like we like Tarantino, Aronofsky, stuff like Paul that. Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, I of course. Say. Yeah. 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 Christopher Nolan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, no, I love it. So um, I like the screenplay, like I said. I, I like the uh, directing. I, I think a lot of his shots are really unique. Um, I don't know. Are we transitioning to totally into that? So, yeah, yeah. Let's do yeah, writing like and directing all our stuff. Yeah, and like the, I mean, he does some really unique ones. Some of them are maybe a little bit cheesy, um, but like in that final scene, they're in the bunker and the light is flashing and it's coming into the bunker and you can just see it's like lighting up everything in the bunker from these explosions. And it is like, that's great. That's like a unique shot and a cool way to, to film things. And so I think... He's doing a really good job there. I think Oliver Stone is doing a really good job where he has a vision for what he's trying to do with this good and evil. I like that your comment on the grayness on what is good, what is evil, is good really evil, vice versa, is yeah. evil really actually good and necessary. And all of those things are great. Honestly, my biggest problem with the movie is the acting and the fact that there are a lot of other movies that are in the same genre yeah. and are in the same war and I think are just better movies overall. So I would struggle to say that this movie deserves to be on the list. However, I would love to sit here and play fantasy yeah, I know. with it and just be like, oh, could we put in Charlie Sheen's role a young blah, 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 whoever, yeah. you know, and, and would they be like great at that? You know, like I think, I mean, I, I am going to do that because I've thought <laughs> about it. I think if you put a young Christian Bale in Charlie Sheen's role, that it could be awesome. Like this movie could be so freaking good. Um, and then I haven't really found the right person to be in Tom Berenger's role. I need somebody like evil. I'm honestly think thinking like Tom Berenger. No, I'm know, thinking okay. like an evil like Michael Madsen or something like that. Like so would I, be I love Tom Berenger's bulk though. What do you mean bulk? Like he's this big dude. Oh yeah. So you pretty much want uh Dark Knight Rises with <laughs> Willem Dafoe to be <laughs> in right. the movie. Can I can we just watch the Dark Knight? And I get, think the Dark Knight is the best it, war movie. Just get Tom <laughs> Hardy to be huge as Tom Berenger. God, Tom Hardy as Tom Hardy as Charlie Tom, Sheen. That's even better. Tom Hardy as Charlie Sheen and then an older Christian Bale in Tom Berenger's role. Anyway, so let's talk <laughs> about some real stuff. Uh, so how do you feel, Paul? Because you said you didn't think it was that real, right? Or did you feel something like that? Because I'm here to tell uh, you, and Greg made a comment, that it's like so real. From I've read two Vietnam War books. I've listened to that like 30-hour documentary. I'm like, this movie's so real. It's like the craziest, realest thing that's ever happened. I don't know that I said that, but if I did, uh, I, I absolutely wouldn't say this isn't real. What I would say is the... I, I'm, over the top, I, I'm curious what the budget was on the film hmm. because a hmm. lot of I'll the... I'll tell you right now. It was $6 million. And, and how does that compare to other movies in mid-1980s? Probably seems low to me. I can't yeah, imagine. Because there were, there were aspects of the movie, you know, the pyrotechnics, the fact that instead of showing a real jet flying over whatever the, the scene was, you know, you have this kind of like silhouette of a jet mm -hmm. uh, in the film, kind of seemed to me like this was a little lower budget. Um, yeah, seven years earlier, mm -hmm. Apocalypse Now had a budget of thirty-one point five million. Okay, there you go, low budget film comparatively. Yeah, so six but, six times the budget, and yeah. that was six years, seven years yeah. before. In, in terms of what what was happening, I mean, I can't I can't say that was or was not real. I think from yeah. what you're saying, it is. But from the 
the budget standpoint, it definitely seemed a little bit lower grade, especially when you compare it to other films um, that are just as intense, but mm. inten- more intense with more realism. Yeah. I liked Oliver Stone's directing when it came to like the Viet Cong or the Viet Minh or the NVA, because you never, I don't know if you see a single one's face. Yeah. They are like rates. Barely. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, cool. And that's like how Charlie that's Sheen I thought feels. About that very cool you really, you yeah. really, I mean, also the writing, we like, cause they're both connected is very, I know I say this a lot, but it's like great Gatsby ish to me. And that Charlie Sheen is like your Nick Carraway. Like this is the person that the audience identifies with. We're new to this scenario, especially if you didn't know anything about the Vietnam war, you're just going in blank. And then you are just dropped in to all these people that know everything about it. And then all these like weird things are coming up all the time like you're so like in when i'm watching the movie all of a sudden does a great job of making you super confused like i said before and you never know what's going to happen it ke- it reminds me of that first time you watch forrest gump and then the rain stops and all of a sudden it just they let loose like contact with the enemy like people just start dropping like all over the place and i just kept i kept waiting for that to happen at any second in the movie it could have happened at any second and i feel like he built up that pressure super super good yeah i would agree was this his first major film directing? Let me see. I don't think so. No, because he did Midnight Express and he won like he an Oscar wrote for Midnight it. Express, yeah. but he didn't direct it. Yeah. Oh, so, so it looks yeah. like he directed a movie called Seizure, a movie called The Hand, and a movie called Salvador before. Yeah. So, so you're right. I would say this is yeah. his first. I just remember Midnight major... Express. He, had, he was associated with. Yeah. yeah. So he wrote Midnight Express. He also Express. wrote Scarface. Yeah. Which so, is terrible. Yeah. But he had a lot of writing. So do we want to like for me? We can talk about the writing. One thing I'll just say real quick is that I didn't like the voiceover by Charlie Sheen, but I love it in Apocalypse Now. So yeah. <laughs> Very I, I different mean, I think that's acting. I feel like Maybe that's right. Charlie Sheen isn't delivering it well. Whereas like it, it is like it feels like so depressing and like crippling in like Apocalypse Now. I don't yeah. know if the writing is as good though as in because in Apocalypse Now when that like tiger happens and then um, Lawrence Fishburne's all crazy and the chef is like ripping his clothes off because <laughs> he's like so freaked out. And then all uh, Martin Sheen says is don't get off the boat. Absolutely. <laughs> goddamn right. <laughs> like the voiceover is so good and the lines are written out really good. Yeah. The best, like there's not a lot of like crit- some of the writing is a little over the top for me. Like in all, this movie. Yeah, yeah. In platoon, all the like really blatant political racism classism bourgeoisie like grunt versus not officer versus not it's a little heavy-handed for me where i would prefer if he focused more on his directing to show me that and he does but the writing is not i wonder if oliver stone would have done a better job in 2006 instead of 1986 you give this guy 20 years of experience yeah and then he makes certainly maybe he's not even famous at that point right Mm because these vietnam movies are what made him famous right and then more political movies and then Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm wondering, you know, if you, you have a m- more experienced director, I'm wondering if he does a better job. I don't know. But like, I would say some of his more recent movies, I'm not the biggest fan of like Alexander or any given Sunday or yeah. natural born killers. Like, yeah. I don't think those are great movies. Yeah, I think his passion is in the Vietnam war. And it I is fine. If Cause that's dead. what he lived. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. not an NFL player. Yeah. You know? No, he has a lot of great insight for that. Like the scared that he I've seen a bunch of other Vietnam War movies and I hate comparing it, but for me, this is more like an anti-war movie and the feel of it is great. Which is a great comment. That's not something I had thought about. Yeah. And I, and you pose that question and I don't have a great answer. Like, I can't tell you. Um, 
So I think Oliver Stone is a better director than I would say writer. Yeah, and I like the script. I, I And I don't actually mind that Willem Dafoe is killed 40, oh, 50 really? minutes before. Oh, so that bugs me a lot. Because, but it does bug you. That's no, yeah. because I think for me what it does is it's like, okay, Charlie Sheen is finally identifying with who he kind mm, of at this okay. point, right? Yeah. And then he loses it and more. It's like a loss for him. Yeah. As uh, and, and then it affects him for the next different parts of the war and these next like fights and things like that. And so it's like another atrocity of war that he's continuing to just see, right? Yeah. It's not just to assert, it's not just, Oh, I'm seeing women and children get killed. I'm seeing evil stuff from our enemies. It's now seeing, I'm seeing infighting, not just mm-hmm. like punches and kicks. And you know, yeah. I'm literally seeing people kill each other. And now I'm at risk of being killed. I mean, there's that. I mean, that he should have been killed. He should have been almost killed. killed himself. He becomes very suicidal. I guess if, Maybe I should blame acting, too, because I'm just upset that Willem Dafoe was gone and then the rest of the movie doesn't have him in it. But if the plot overall, if if the main actor was really good and he would go away, that would be fine. Because I've seen lots of movies where a great character I love goes away partway through, but the movie continues on because the other character is so good. Well, no, I guess that's not a good example because you didn't really like... No, we, we I do the, like it, but I love Ben Johnson. When he's gone, the rest of the movie does lag, but it still makes sense because I think that main kid is still doing a great job, and it's his journey. This movie is Charlie Sheen's journey, but as soon as Willem Dafoe comes on screen, I'm like, it's Willem Dafoe's journey, and then the movie ends. Like, I'm much more interested in Willem Dafoe's journey. Yeah, and when we're sure. referring to Ben Johnson, we're talking about uh, last The Last Picture, picture show, show, which, which was, was on the list, and we did a podcast a few times ago. Right now, if you want, is there any big theme you wanted to hit on? having it be more gray. I like the idea of it. I don't think casting worked out in that sense, but I really, but I like that idea of trying to make everything just blend together of what is good, what is evil, because I very much, you know, I've never been to war, but I would suspect that that's probably what it's like. I would be, you know, we've talked about maybe having some kind of guest people come on. We should have brought on some of our friends that, I mean, I have a lot of friends that have been deployed Many, many times. My friend got deployed for like the eighth time. It's insane how many times he just got deployed again. That's a lot. And it's crazy. I don't even know he's still alive, you know? And it's yeah. like, I would be, I know it's not Vietnam, but, or maybe if we knew a Vietnam veteran, like those yeah. would be really interesting insights to see, is this realistic or what is your favorite Vietnam movie? Yeah. When I was a kid, uh, one of my friends who I'm not as close to now, but when I was a kid, on a basketball team together his dad was a little older and he was in special forces vietnam he never said a single thing about it but too hard or what or just i think he just did bad stuff yeah uh because there's a lot of the stuff that's happening there was this squad in vietnam called like tiger force and they just did really nasty stuff but it was a nasty war like the mix of good and evil is bled into every single thing that Oliver Stone is doing. That's why I think his directing is doing a lot better job because I, in this documentary I'm watching about Vietnam, like there will be these guys and they'll be like walking down a path to like liberate like a small village or whatever. They chase the North Vietnamese away and people are waving at them like, Hey, thank you. You know, they're waving, they give them stuff and they're, and there's like five paths through the village, all well-worn. Everyone walks on them every day. They start walking, you know, and then one guy just blows up on a mine. Obviously, those people knew it was there. And then it, it constantly, like, taints. Like, 
it's like very because when I watched Platoon like the first time, I was like, why are these people being so mean to these people? Like the Vietnamese, it seems like very you strange. Ne- you never know who the enemy is. Yeah, it's really bad. And like in that documentary, there's also like a new guy gets there, just like Charlie Sheen, and he's like, they're just kicking these prisoners off a tank, and their hands and feet are tied, and they're just falling, like breaking their collarbones and hitting their face. And he goes, those people aren't even like uh, prisoners; they're just uh, detainees. And then the guy looks at him and he goes. Maybe you should shut your mouth before we put you on that tank. You don't know what you're talking about here. This is Vietnam. It's a lot different than you think it is. And the guy's like, Ugh. and then like, what was this from? This documentary. Like, there's like crazy stuff. I watched this like uh, Charlie Company documentary on National Geographic, and one guy's like partner got killed in this field, and they captured the person that did it, and they said you have to go back on the helicopter with this guy, and he goes, okay. Two seconds later, they turn around. He just shoots that guy in the head, and he goes, that guy's not riding back on the helicopter with my dead friend. And then they just continue on. No charges, just like all the stuff that happens in Platoon is like extremely real, like firsthand accounts. Like that's exactly stuff that was happening. And then the good and the evil, it's so, the movie has such a transition for Charlie Sheen, but also for the themes. And it's such a mirror of the war in general. Like Charlie Sheen gets there new, just like America does. We're going to save these people. I'm going to do something new. I really believe in it. And slowly it just degrades and degrades and degrades. Charlie Sheen's appearance degrades and degrades and degrades everything constantly yeah. happens like that it it's just a very real and then the it relates to my favorite scene yeah. in the movie i don't know I, yeah well, i mean transition i don't Tell know i don't favorite scene yeah. my favorite scene is in the very beginning it's mm-hmm. when charlie sheen is getting off the plane and he looks very green yeah. and he's green as a euphemism he's yeah. not actually green yeah. there's a lot of green in this movie <laughs> exactly i have to clarify yeah so he's getting off he looks very young and he's walking and as he's walking there's a line of people walking to leave and there's that one guy that just looks weathered Probably the same age, maybe he's 19, and he just looks haggard and beat down, and he's all wrinkled, and he's just walking away, and it's just like, like yeah, that's you, a, this is about to change you forever in a bad way. That is yeah. a straight quote from like a, a soldier in that documentary. People that were 20 years old looked like 40-year-old men. He said he couldn't believe. He would ask people how old they were, and they were a year older than him, and they looked 40 years older. Yeah. It was just... I love that scene. I mean, and it sets it in the beginning too. It's just like, Oh, and what I wish had happened is I wish the movie had closed out with Charlie Sheen walking on there. That would have been really good. Having just a young kid and doing the same look like that. That's what I thought was going to happen. Cause I hadn't seen platoon in like, yeah, ten years. That would have been awesome. That would have really been cool. Yeah, Yeah. that would have been great. I was waiting for it, and then I was like, "Oh, it didn't happen." So you, Mm -hmm. you don't deserve to be on the list. Paul, what about your favorite scene? Uh, I, I've I've got two. The one is where Johnny Depp is translating, and I just like it because it's great. It's so small, but he does so yeah. good. It's believable. He's a great actor. Yeah, that, that's just a good scene. The other scene is when Tom Berenger is about to uh, hammer Charlie Sheen with the what is it a shovel? Yeah. As the napalm's coming in in the background and his eyes glow red for that, like, just one second and then it cuts away. Mm. I mean, it was just it was a nice culmination into, like, whoa, that guy is guy's evil yeah you know it just kind of like sends it home so i thought that was really cool yeah so me my favorite scene has to do with willem dafoe of course it's when he drops down into those rat tunnels that's scary to me that's good and that was a real thing they used to give shorter people so that would have been my job they give the short people because they fit in the tunnel a pistol and a flashlight and they say find what you can and he's just crawling in there and that's I keep every second. I'm like, something crazy is going to happen because I felt like that the whole movie. But you go into that little tunnel and I feel it even more. And I'm like sweating. I'm like, oh, man, come on. Like, what's going to happen? Like, what's going in there? And then it's fine for quite a while. And then he pops up that one time. He just goes, bam. And he shoots that one guy just right in the chest and drops him. And then that's it. And it's so fast. 
so much reality and like dark stuff and how like nasty Willem Dafoe's character is because he says partway I don't know if you notice he's been there since 65 and it's 68 he's been there three years and people only have to serve one year terms in Vietnam that was the thing so he like signed up to stay so I mean they both they show that Tom Berenger like is kind of obsessed with war and killing people but also sort of you get this sense that so is Willem Dafoe like when he leaves him and he gives him that nasty smile Charlie Sheen goes can I come with you and he goes I move faster alone. And he just disappears in the jungle. I'm like, oh. It's the blend of good and evil. It's yeah, cool. It's really, it's really cool. really good. And, and then to comment on that too, it's like another one of the scenes that I like, not executed well, but I like the thought of it is everybody, they just did that, that blow up at the end. Everybody dies, right? Mm-hmm. And then dude from Scrubs, McGinley, Sergeant Red O'Neill, they're like, hey, you got patrol tonight or what? Yeah. Please send me home. Everyone's going to go home right now. And they're like, oh, hey, go do it again. Yeah, he's just like. But that's what they did. That's yeah. exactly what they did. I, I mean, it's just to the point where I can't even imagine the mental toll it well, would take. The, Viet- the Vietnam War was so different that it wasn't about territory. Like they constantly say that the way they measured victory was body count. Like you, their job was literally to go out there, get attacked, call in air support and napalm, survive for a little bit, and then count the bodies because the Viet Cong wouldn't attack them unless they outnumbered them or knew they were going to win. So it was just a horrible horrible job and Willem Dafoe like says that like I think my favorite I mean maybe it's my favorite speaking line in the movie is when Willem Dafoe goes they did it to us they tore us to fucking pieces and his face just gets even nastier than it was before he just delivers it so good yeah he's really a shining star in this movie what is uh I got a couple questions on sort of towards the end what is the why is you remember that guy's like cutting off the ears of yeah oh, that's a real thing yeah that what happened. is that is that just like a badge of honor kind of like bad, scalping yeah Indians so or whatever that was in the documentary unless two people did that in tiger force they did that and too. they just kept people's ears yeah and then said because I've that's how this they many people or whatever yeah that's how they measured because they didn't have dog tags they didn't have dog tags the vietnamese oh <laughs> a lot of them did not because they're mostly ter- you know all this fighting it's not in northern vietnam it's all in south vietnam like the territory they're supposed to be holding is like infested with these people. Yeah. They would di- come out of nowhere and disappear. I mean, it, 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 they do a great job. It's a lot of cool stuff. The um, only other question I have on like a weird thing in the movie, mm-hmm. and this was, I said I was not going to ask you before because maybe I should have, but I just wanted to see what, you know, we can always cut it out. Um, at the very end, Charlie Sheen's hopping on this helicopter. He's going home and he looks, makes eye contact with a few people, but then he kind of looks to the side and he gives like a little salute, but they don't show like who he's saluting to. Mm-hmm. Is there any talk about who that's supposed to be for? Has oh. Oliver Stone said anything about that? I, it just was interesting to me. Like I never, what is a, this supposed to mean? I, I never know. heard a lot about it. I thought it, I mean, you could probably say a few things. Like one thing I would say is just to the country of Vietnam, you know, Another one could be to Willem Dafoe out there rotting in the jungle somewhere. Yeah. Or it could be just a double lapped over of him signaling to Ra, who signals back to him like previously. Yeah. I mean, I like the one to Willem Dafoe the best. Yeah. But I don't know. I was just saying. No, okay. I mean, but it's a lot of cool elements. Like there's a lot of small little scenes that you pick up that a lot of other movies are just completely absent from. Like, yeah. There's just absent of thought. And here there's a lot of thought. Just maybe Charlie Sheen lets us down a little bit. So with all this conversation, why 
is this on the list then? So it's uh, a great question. Let's talk, Paul. So let's do grades and then talk <laughs> about why we think it should be on the list or not on the list or where you would put it and stuff like that. So Paul, you want to give us your grade? C plus. Mm, okay, good. Uh, Commentary it's, around that. It's it's a good movie. I absolutely enjoyed it. There are elements that are very interesting. It deals with a very uh, difficult topic. I think Vietnam in general, very difficult topic. Um, yes. But there are certain things that we've discussed, like the leading actor, for me, the low-budget nature of the film. Just wouldn't put it that high on my uh, on my list in terms of grades. As a so result. not on the top 100 for you then, Paul? Uh, I mean... I have I'm having I'm starting to have a really hard time with all of the movies that are on this list because mm. they are also wildly different. Mm-hmm. So for example, next week we're doing uh, a night at the opera, which is a thanks Mark's for Brothers. stealing my line. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> uh, and like, how does that in any way, shape, or form compare to a movie like this? Yes, right. So I agree. I'm starting to have a really hard time. It's just worse. Saying, it compares in the fact that it's not as good. <laughs> So like, would you say top 400 for Platoon? Wait, absolutely. Are you being nominated? Absolutely 400? Okay, yeah. yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and in, ter- and in terms of war movies, from some of the war movies I've seen, it's definitely one of the better ones in terms of some of the best war movies out there. Not one of the best war movies out there, mm-hmm. in my opinion. All right. Uh, my grade or your grade? Yeah, you go, Greg. All right, my grade is a C-. minus. So oh. I, uh, <laughs> I would say it's a little bit worse than Ben-Hur. Um, <laughs> You know, I probably I could go my whole life without watching it again. It doesn't give me anything that another movie doesn't give me far better. Mm -hmm. So Mm. if I can make that statement about a movie, how could I possibly say it should be on the list? How could I possibly say it should be on the 400 nominated list? Uh Right. Maybe there's just too many flaws in the movie for me to think that this is one of the best ever. Mm. And I just looked up a random list when I was watching it of the best war movies ever. And they say Saving Private Ryan, Apocalypse Now, The Great Escape, Schindler's List, Full Metal Jacket. They all rank above Platoon. And I would rank Born on the Fourth of July above Platoon. Um, I don't know if Bridge on the River Kwai. I haven't yeah, seen that. Really so like, there's, a, there's just too many other war movies that are better than this movie. And I do understand that this one might be unique in the sense that it's anti-war movie while still being in the war, which is cool but I don't need to see this movie ever again. And I certainly don't need to consider this in my list. I, it would be, mm-hmm. if I put this in a list of 400, there'd be no debate on me immediately being able to cross it off and say, it doesn't deserve to be in the top 100. So if that happens, mm. then in no way does it deserve to be in the 400. You have to be in the, to be in the 400, you have to be in the discussions to be in the 100. Mm. This one, no chance would I put this in my top 100. Yeah, so for me, I'll, I would probably give it a B. Uh, but I think it, if you change a couple things, it could, has the potential to be an A. So I would say, I, for me, I would want it to be I think the, it has the potential to be an A+. Plus. Yeah. It's a great story. Yeah. I think it should stay on the 100, but number like 100, like the very, very bottom of it, I would say. Because I've seen... You already have that place for Dances with Wolves. Oh, so. yeah. Well, <laughs> I... Yeah, that's fine. Just Dances with Wolves, one spot above it. I just We've watched a few movies on the AFI 100 in these like top like 15 that I want to be off, and I would rather have Platoon be on here than quite a few of the other ones, at least four or five of the ones we've seen. Um, why do you think they have it on the list, though? What would you say? I mean, it has won awards, so awards is one of the main categories that they usually decide. It's longevity... 
And then a lot of time it's influencer message or things like that. I mean, crazy great theme, crazy great realism stands for the Vietnam War, except for maybe one or two other films. Maybe Vietnam vets might like this one a little bit more because it's a little more real to them. It also is an anti-war movie, which there's not a lot of anti-war movies. And they dropped All Quiet on the Western Front, which is the biggest, to me, more anti-war movie that still has war taking place. But if someone put it on the 400, I would be okay with that because acting is really big for me. Not quite as big as directing or writing for me, but... For that to be not so good, except for Willem Dafoe and a bunch of the like little side characters, it's hard to put it anywhere above like 98, 99, 100. I know it sounds, I really honestly could sit here for half an hour and just play fantasy. And I, just know, like, I know. You would I would love just it. love to just plug them in your lineup, Greg. <laughs> I would just love to produce this movie and say, okay, this is. Maybe they'll redo it. You know, they're redoing every other movie. So uh, just recast Will Defoe, though. He could still do it, baby. He looks exactly. <laughs> he looks exactly. And you could do McGinley. Those two guys look exactly the same. They have not aged a day. So <laughs> in like 30 years. Fair. So, okay, good. You could do Johnny Depp as Tom Berenger now. Be kind of cool. That'd be interesting. Let's not go down this rabbit yeah, hole. Okay. Sorry, We've sorry. already been down there one I too know, many times. I'm sorry. Okay, so I have a few recommendations for you guys this week. There's a lot of Vietnam War movies, and I'm not going to really give you that much. Obviously, you've, if you've made it this far, you're probably going to watch Apocalypse Now, or you've already seen it. But I want to tell you something else. My dad is really a big fan of the redo, or the redux, of the redo of Apocalypse Now. It adds almost like 49 minutes of extra stuff. So if you haven't seen that, and you didn't know that was a thing, I would give that a go. Of course, I'm going to recommend to you uh, a Vietnam War and Intimate History, the documentary that just came out like uh, like a couple weeks ago, like September 17th or 19th at this time. What's on the actual title on that? Yeah, A Vietnam War and Intimate History. Okay. And it's by Ken Burns, who's done a lot of other big documentaries. He did one about World War II and baseball. The Dust Bowl, Bowl yeah. Yeah, so he did a lot of stuff. I recommend that. And then I'm also going to recommend to you Two more things. I know this is a lot this week, but a book. It's called The Things They Carried. It's written by Tim O'Brien. He's a veteran of the war. You'll see a lot of similarities between this and Platoon, things that happen. And it's written in short little snippets, a lot of different accounts, some fictitious, some not, some based on stories he told, some during the war, some before, some afterwards. But that it's a great snapshot and a very easy read and very interesting. And then the last thing I'm going to recommend to you is a movie you probably haven't seen. It's sort of related to the Vietnam War, but it's about a reporter who gets stuck in Cambodia when the Khmer Rouge are taking over once the United States has pretty much left Southeast Asia and Indochina is just left to a bunch of dictators and like crazy groups of people. It's called The Killing Fields. Great movie. So those are my recommendations for you. Greg, why don't you reiterate what we're doing next week? Sure, Paul. Uh, next week, we're doing 1935's A Night at the Opera. This is Isan. This is Greg. This is Paul. Go watch the movie.